we, we, we should rap about things that we like, like, like food. That's what you bugging as Jeff, you know it. We're gonna be like the Partridge family, but with food. You like food, don't you? Got any uh, white bread? Yes. Oh, white. I am the spaghetti. Duval, you're not the spaghetti. I am the spaghetti. Let go of the lid. Just spaghetti in here. Is this organic? Sure. Is it grass fed? Yes. Cruelty free. What's so special about the cheese maker? As the saying goes, you are what you eat. And I am freaking cheese. <laughs> I wouldn't kick it out of bed for eating crackers. How about corned beef, Mr. Tiger? I'd say you've had enough. Probably nice, though. What are we talking about? Just put you on the spot. I was thinking, you know, last year we'd, we'd smash a bottle of wine and eat half a kilo of cheese, and I think next week I'll be foraging for my own nuts and berries or not. <laughs> We'll get back to that, don't worry. Is it is it super glue holding these seeds together? <laughs> I'm just asking. Because it looks like there's more there's just it's just seeds, but they're it's held flat into a biscuit shape. Yeah, clackers. They're made with linseeds. Linseeds <laughs> Sunflower. Sunflower seeds and pumpkin seeds. I like all of those things. So and you just soak that. them and then you spread them out and you dehydrate it because everyone has one and you make you make that? Biscuits. No, I bought those because I couldn't be bothered making two. <laughs> my dehydrator is round, not square. I'm really uh, heat about that. Can you get square ones? Yeah. Which is really cool for doing that kind of stuff. That is a good idea. Yeah, so I'm going to have to make just spread it around. I bought a um, dehydrator mm. in anticipation of having lots of All that produce surplus of fruit and my fruit trees are still, you know, a couple of years away from producing. Oh. Do you use it? No. Oh. I'm not. I don't have the time to just be buying boxes of fruit and dehydrating them. Yeah. What's interesting today, okay, so today I've been down in Byron Bay and I went and visited my friend, Sam Gowing. He studied Chinese medicine and, look, it's not paleo. I'm not on bloody paleo. Okay. I'm on a, just an eating thing where I'm going to try and get off my medication for my thyroid. And food is really, really powerful. Mm. And I think people underestimate. They just take stuff that the doctor gives them. It's like you can easily, you know, cure yourself with food. I mean, you always hear those insane stories about people curing themselves from cancer with food. So it's quite powerful. But you have to kind of know what it does. So she was fascinating. You know, she was telling me, and I said, oh, I've had pneumonia a few times over the last few years because... Oh, that's all the mucusy buildup of damp foods. And she goes, you know, you need to start eating yellow foods, pumpkin, sweet potato. All good foods? Yeah. She goes, just make yourself a curry and stuff and, you know, throw in some nuts and off you go. I thought, yeah, it's easy, but it's good to know what stuff does. Tin coconut cream? Food does. <laughs> no, well, my mum, my mum for years, this is back way back, back before sort of any of this became vogue, mm. she had um, a car accident and she had really bad, she's always had really bad migraines. Mm. Like, and when I say really bad, I'm talking debilitating. Go yeah. to the doctor and get a jab in your bum to go yeah. to work sort of migraine. For long, yeah. And she went to Cairo, she went to doctors, she went to 
physio, she did whole heap of stuff. Mm. Never really did anything. Went to a naturopath. And, yeah, same sort of thing. She cut out pretty much all sugar, a lot of wheat. Mm. Um, and it pretty much kept them in check. But she'll have a night where she'll, like we had a fondue night one night. Mm. So she doesn't doesn't not eat stuff, but she yeah. tries to limit what she has. And she had this fondue, so white, cheap white wine, you know, full of sugar mm. and cheese and bread. And, and um, the next morning she had this migraine so bad that she couldn't stand up to give me a kiss goodbye. Oh. <laughs> and my stepbrother thought she had a hangover and was, was giving it to her. I've had a hangover. I've never had. A, I don't. I've never known Mum to have a hangover. She's like the lightest drinker I know. But yeah, so she. Because um, they're yeah. all inflammatory, like so grains inflame your joints. So if you have a sore back and stuff, or knees, or your joints are hurting, if you just cut out grains mm. and some sugar, well then it kind of goes away. It eases it. Eases the pain. What if your diet's Ninety percent red wine and potatoes. <laughs> Does she say anything about that? Because that's how my diet is at the moment. Oh, you're young enough. You can eat that for a bit longer, I think. Mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's fascinating. So that's our almond feta. So today, instead of the bottle of wine, I'm drinking coconut water. Mm-hmm. Lisa's I'm got so, a gin and I'm tonic. Still I'm still drinking. We've got Lindsay clackers. Our, our <laughs> listeners are concerned that. One of us is, uh, both of us are going to be completely sober. That's not the case. Yeah, yeah. don't worry about that. And it's I'm still eating cheese. Mm. Well, I am. I'm eating an almond filler. <laughs> bloody good. Anyway, so that's that. That's bloody that, all right? Well, I'm contemplating that in a week and a half's time, I'm going to have to cook just meat for 60 people. For the birthdays? Hmm, for the twins' birthdays. Yeah, what are you going to cook? I'll have Um, one. Kebabs. I'll do some big kebabs. I'll do some sausages for the kitties, because there'll be quite a few kitties. Mm. Thinking about doing short, not kofta, but similar sort of thing, and doing, so, on a skewer, getting... Uh, like a piece of mushroom, a piece of halloumi, and a piece of tomato, and then sort of round them, forming the mints in between the gaps. Do you want my honest opinion on what I reckon you should do? Mm-hmm. So you're not working like an idiot? Mm-hmm. You are the master. Just go and get some beautiful boned out lamb from mm-hmm. where you work. Do you sell that? Oh, well, I, I know people that can do it. Or just go and get something that you can cook and just slice. Just have one thing sausages mm-hmm. for the kids, one thing for the adults. Then just get some awesome salads. I'll help well, you. I'll make something to one. Everyone's bringing salady stuff, and um, then I'll probably because that's that was the that's what we put on the on the Facebook page. I didn't, I didn't bring it all. <laughs> right, right. I was also thinking, oh look, I want something with a bit of spice. So I was thinking doing some puri puri chicken wings in the oven. So I can do a couple of kilos of them. Yeah, yeah. And well, just bring them out chicken. as finger food. Chicken never goes straight. Mm. I like it where you eat something that blows your head off and you have to quickly, quickly drink smell. alcohol. Mm. That gets the party started. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring some vegan um, 
<laughs> Are you going to rock up and go, now, was there any wheat cooked on this barbecue? Because I can't eat any wheat. And did you have coffee out of that glass? I can't have anything dairy that's touched my glass. I might. Bermo, who's been on this podcast, who wrote the classic share housing, yeah. housing, share housing book, and there's a story, which not all the stories are his, but I think this one is, of of the the chick that came around that was a vegan that wouldn't even cook in the pots. Oh, what? No, the pots had had meat in them and that was murder and you had to get whole new pots for everything. <laughs> so you haven't you haven't reached crazy level yet, Sal? No, I won't get there. I'm not that stupid. Well, you can cook everything. I reckon that's fantastic. Cooking everything and waking your fat's got to be good for you. Shit, that's good. <laughs> the only problem is I'd want to deep fry potatoes. And you can have a sweet potato, That'd though, can't good. you? Deep fried potatoes and waggoo. Mm. Yeah, I can have sweet potatoes. I have. Don't ask me why, because potato is my favourite mm. thing. But sweet pot- for some reason, I fall in love with sweet potato chips. I love sweet potato. I just love it. Just like cut like. A little bit thicker than shoestring fries. Mm-hmm. So not like a big chunky chip, but not like a super thin fry. So I couldn't be ass cutting sweet potato into yeah. nice little sticks like that. And yeah, and then just sort of parboil them and then deep frying them. Oh, sweet potato. Underrated. Yum. I love sweet potato. Yeah. Is it underrated? I think so, a little bit. And I only like the orange ones. I've never tasted a good white one. No, they're awful. They're a bit yammy. Yeah. They've got no sugar in them. A bit claggy. I reckon the best thing is, like, when you do a... Pumpkin's the same. Like, I can cook a good roast potato and 999 times out of 100, it's going to come out good. Sweet potato, sometimes you just get that cooking time right and it just caramelises and Mm. softens up and you just... Good sweet potato and good pumpkin, I reckon's better than sweet potato than... mash. I just love it. Mm. I just mash it up with a bit of yogurt, like you used to. <laughs> <laughs> bit of yogurt and you know cumin and coriander, mm, and yeah. salt and pepper. Yeah, bloody hell, good. Well, I like doing. Um, I think I, I sort of killed Vanessa's taste buds for pumpkin soup, though. I think I did it a bit too much, but I like doing like that. Like a bit of an Asian-y one mm. with, um, so roast off the pumpkin and sweet potato with cane and cumin mm. and coriander and mm. then uh, put it in tin of coconut cream mm. and yeah, mix that up with a little bit of lime juice over the top. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Just something different. I don't eat pumpkin much. I don't oh, have to start, obviously. I've got four massive pumpkins in the garden. Oh, cool. So, pump, I, I, like like all my gardening, pumpkin's a bit hit and miss. But, um, yeah, I, I must have thrown some seeds down in the garden and can't, couldn't remember it. And this vine's just taken over. And, yeah, I've got four nice big pumpkins. You can pumpkins. just barbecue nice wedges of pumpkin. Yeah. Cool. Anything that's barbecuable, it'll be the go. <laughs> But, you know, your barbecue's only so big. That's why I was thinking chicken wings first. Yeah. Because if I can, you know, dump a tray of three kilos of hot chicken wings out onto mm. the onto the deck and, you know, mm. 
get people into it. I told you about my friend's wedding where they had the big pots and all the food for the wedding was just um, chicken wings, yeah, ribs, and then they had a cheese table. Oh, nice. It was really good. Oh, and it's a couple of pizza ovens. Yeah. He blokes with me up pizzas, but... We, we went to a... They'd had the wedding and it was like they didn't. They had a small wedding and then the party and they mm. had a mobile wood-fired pizza oven. Mm. And guys just walking around pizzas. It's like the best party of it. Curtis <laughs> loved it. People walking around with pizzas and you just... <laughs> like some pizza, one. mate. Oh, yes, please. Um, yum, 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 yum. He thought it was... Hey, I made the best beef casserole I've ever made. And... How? Why? It was just some random chuck steak. Yeah. And I just did the same thing I always do, which is flour and salt and pepper and coat it, cook it off, mm-hmm. onion, carrot, garlic, heaps of that garlic that you gave me, yeah. the, the, the nice garlic, mm-hmm. probably a whole head of yeah. that garlic. Um, what else do I put in? Beef stock, red wine. So, so nothing, nothing unusual. The only thing I can think of is I tip the pepper I had like that cracked pepper. Yeah. And I tipped that a bit heavier than I normally would. Yeah. Like I just, whoa, whoa. But, oh, man, this beef casserole was just fantastic. Might have just been the beef. Where did you get the beef from? No, it was just, <laughs> just I can't one of my one of my butchers just wasn't, I don't think it was anything particularly special. You don't sell meat. No, we sell just everything but everything the meat. Everything but the meat. Yeah. So cures and yeah. sausage meals and sausage casings and machine like from little home sausage fillers up to ones that take oh. sixty kilos at a time. Cool. We're making sausages next week mm. and head cheese. Yeah, head cheese. Yeah, mm. right. <laughs> sausages, head cheese, and I think that's it. Mm. That'll be good. Salumi last week. Yeah, was that good? That, that, they make they make really good stuff. Yeah, they know this. He was he was great. Michael came from Salumi, and you know he he was like, I don't really want to give you the recipe. So he, you know he's giving mm. out the recipe. And he's kind of like, I've left just a couple of things out, right? Yeah. I bet he did. I bet he did too. But um, you know, it was interesting just the whole curing process. You know, just how simple it is. Yes. So simple. I yep. think we all try and think that things are really complicated. The, the complication with curing in, in Queensland comes to do with your temperature. Yeah. More than anything else. Yeah. Because God. we have high humidity and, you know, like... Oh, But like, they want high humidity. He cures it at 99% humidity. For salami. Yeah. Oh, okay. He yeah. cures it at 99% humidity and at, I don't know, it's like 20 degrees or something. Yeah. So the guys that are running the thing, they've been getting wine fridges. Yeah. So they have a humidity temp and a temperature in them. Yeah. And doing theirs in that. Yeah. And the whole nitrate thing was hilarious because mm. he's going, Michael's going, listen, I don't use nitrate when I make my stuff at home. Mm. I just don't use it. You know, we use it because we have to. You won't get colour without it. Yeah. And, you know, you want to make sure it's not going to turn quickly or whatever. I would, I would, but he's putting like this much in for the whole batch. Yeah. So what, what he's doing is, is, is what they call quick cure. And we get people come in all the time and want quick cure. Yeah, right. And it scares the shit out of me because it's it's a percentage of weight and it's mm. like 
4%. Yeah, right. 3%. And so very easy for someone to put 7% in and make themselves really, really sick because too much nitrate's not good for you. Yeah. But it was funny because he's going, well, we're just making it here and it's just for us, so let's mm. not put any nitrate in. And everyone's going, oh. Oh, really? Oh, no, can we put the nitrate in? Because I was scared they were going to get sick if they didn't have the nitrate in. Yeah. Okay. I've made, um, so like I, I make bacon at home all the time and I've used our dry cure from work, which has nitrate mm. in it. Yeah. And I've used non, just salt and, and flavourings. Mm. Um yeah, it's the, the Which flavors. Which one's better? No, not not that much. The smoke makes more difference than anything. Yeah, right. How long you smoke it for, and what wood I use? Because ah. I, I I sometimes smoke that bacon for two days, cold smoke. Yeah, right. You know, and like, um, and probably the salt. How much salt and how long you leave it in the salt pour? Mm. Like there's some that I've like forgotten about, left for an extra three hours. Dex shows. Do you use dex shows? Yeah. But that's just to balance the salt out. So yeah. com- when they make commercial ham and bacon, what they'll do is they'll make a, they make a wet cure and you put your, your dextrose basically hides the salty flavour. Yeah. So the more sugar, the more salt you can put in, which means there's more solids in, which means you add more weight. Right. Okay. So if you put four kilos of salt in, mm. it would probably taste pretty good. If you put four and a half kilos of salt in, it's going to taste too salty. So you put a kilo of dextrose in mm. and then it doesn't taste too salty, but you've added an extra kilo and a half of solids, which means you get more money. more money. So, but it's interesting that like we did that dry cure and, and a whole heap of butchers just went, oh yeah, that's awesome. Like going back mm. to like the way that, that, that they did it years and years mm. ago before everyone wanted to make more money. Well, now the big commercial one bacons have sort of taken that space away from them. Yeah. There's no money in commercial bacon anymore. Yeah. It's it's almost impossible for a butcher to make money out of wet bacon. So yeah. they're like, well, let's make let's go back to the old school butcher type bacon that we used to make. Yeah. And we'll charge more for it and we'll actually make some money yeah. and the customer will be happier. Yeah, right. Which is it's just really strange to, to see them sort of completely flip the way that they do small goods from you know, because the cheap ass small goods is um is sort of done and dusted now. That's great, isn't it? Yeah, well I guess so. The the thing is that, you know, well, I was saying what happened with, I was asking him, I go, what would have happened back with the, um, who were the, what was that company out of Adelaide that killed people? <laughs> Snowden? <laughs> no, the salami and stuff. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I can't remember the yeah, name. Yeah, I can't remember the name. We'll, we'll put it in the show notes. I'll look it up. I'll put um, some small goods that killed people. <laughs> and I was saying, what would have happened there? And he's going, oh, well, they were curing, you know, in um, when you mash everything up, they do them in wooden things. Yeah. And he goes, well, they were using, and you're relying on that bacteria for the wood to help keep your product. And mm. he said they were using um, stainless steel vats. Oh, so okay. they missed out on that bacteria. Then they put in too much nitrate. And all this stuff happened. He said it was just a crazy chain yeah. of events and then their curing rooms weren't set at the right temperatures and all this kind of stuff and someone died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's it's the same as the raw milk debate. 
like the the way they sort of raw people do raw milk at the moment is the bath milk. Yeah. So you're not transporting it as a food. You're not regulating it as a food. Yeah. And so that kid got sick and died, I think, in South Australia. Mm. Um, but you almost think if they just said, look, you can use raw milk, but these are the regulations and we're going to test the crap out of you. Yeah. Then, like, people have been eating raw milk and raw milk products in Europe mm. for years and years. But as a food product and it gets regulated as a food product, yeah. not as a bloody bath milk. But that bath milk was a typical of how the public react. Well, a little teacher for feeding your kid unpasteurised milk. Did you hear all that? They're going yeah. to feed the McDonald's and all this shit yeah. and don't think anything of it. And or, all of a sudden... Or, you know, how many under 18-year-olds oh, are smoking? God. Like, this is... Every time that the raw milk thing comes up and, and you know, the health department says, mm. well, we can't allow it, it makes people sick. And I'm like, well, come to me when smoking's illegal yeah. because smoking's the most proven health killer there is yeah. and yet you still let... And obesity. And if you... If you said to people, we're going to stop you smoking, it'd be, oh, big government, you can't take away our right to smoke. And yeah. It's like, well, but it kills you. Yeah. You <laughs> we, we spend lots and lots of money every year looking after people that have things caused by smoking. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I would love to see raw milk just just make it legal and regulate the, the, the absolute yeah. crap out of it. Like, yeah. make it so, so regulated that you'd never get a cowboy that could kill someone. Yeah. And I reckon people will be fine. But, you know, it's one of those things where health departments haven't been in their bonnet about it and they're not going to change, so. Going for the blue cheese game. Yeah, this is nice blue cheese. It was close to date a week ago when I bought it, so I don't know. That's probably yeah. perfect this week. Yeah, it might kill me. <laughs> I am, uh, I'm really missing milking the cow, though, so I have to say. Oh, you could just set up fake teats and run down and... No, I don't think it'd be the same. <laughs> and I'm missing my feta. Missing not having just that oh, yeah. endless supply of... So when does that start? So when does she calve? Um, this is the thing with running a bloody small farm is she should have calved. I don't know how pregnant she was when I bought her. Yeah. I bought her three months ago. Mm. You wouldn't think she was just pregnant when I bought her. But Did I you buy her off someone you knew? No, I just oh. bought her off Gumtree. Yep. <laughs> That's what Gumtree's for, isn't it? Buying cows. Yeah. Oh god, that's funny. But I, I got her at a really good price, and she's good. She's a nice cow. She's yeah. a nice Jersey cow, so like I can always send it to my farm and make to get pregnant. But yeah, um, you know. The thing is that I... What was your search criteria when you were looking for the cow? Was it like close proximity to the home? Yeah, milking cow. Yeah. Just, just dairy cow. So how dairy far cow. away did you have to go to get 50K. it? 50k. No, no, not even 50k. 30k or something. Yeah, right. And she... And you just walked it home? <laughs> no, that would be awesome though. <laughs> I just love to be walking along the highway with it. You know, half a ton of cow as trucks roll past me. It's all right, girl. It's all right. Just chill. <laughs> the Japanese all stop took photos. Uh, oh, if there was ever an apocalypse and you know cars stop working, um, verges and median strips would be awesome for keeping cattle. They have the best grass. 
you know, after a bit of rain. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You're driving along and, and you know. Yeah. Just, we just start watching it grow just half a foot while you're yeah. looking at it. Yeah, my place is insane at the moment. I know. How are you going to cut? What are you going to do? You need that Altana crew. I can't even remember who she was now. Actually, no, the, the, the top paddock that I sprayed, she's actually not. So, like, I've had cows in that paddock before and they eat it out pretty quick. Mm. But I got rid of the whole heap of the Lantana and she is losing against the grass at the moment. <laughs> the grass is growing faster Have than she Have you named her? Yeah. Mavis. Mavis the I cow. the cow, Mavis. There you go. It's a good cow name. I had Molly and Mavis. Molly and Mavis. Oh, sweet. It's not my cow, though. It's Curtis's cow. And you don't know whatever happened to your other cows. They've just gone. Yeah. Just ran away. Looking for a bull. God, that's so bloody hell. Nothing happened in there. Let's get out of here. And Curtis said to me that day, I said something, and he said, oh, it's his cow, and he has. When's she going to have a baby cow so the twins can have a cow? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sweet. So, he quite frequently tells me that, where are my cows? Here's my cow. Where are your cows? <laughs> it's like, thanks for rubbing it in, mate. <laughs> Luckily, they're too young. They don't care. No. They will not care. Yeah. Oh, God. So, what... You've been eating quite a bit of food. Have you been enjoying eating? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Still enjoying it. Still enjoying. I find it a challenge because I cook a lot. It's funny, like today I said to. But it, it seems like. It's normal from, food. from your post. It's just, it's just normal. No starches or dairy, really. Well, Shirley rang me up tonight and she goes, "It's so chefy." And I'm like, "What do you mean, chefy?" <laughs> and she goes, "Oh, it just looks so chefy." And I went, "Well." That's weird, isn't it? <laughs> Considering that's what I do. <laughs> um, but it's good. It was like today I just said to her, don't teach me recipes, just teach me the basic concepts of what yeah. you can and can't and what you're allowed and what you can't do. And um, then I'll just take it from there. So that was good. So, I was so, so did she teach you any tricks for, like I would miss my starches, I would have to say. I, well, you can I would, still eat sweet potato. Yeah, okay. So I said to her, I need to know what you do when you need comfort food. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Yeah. Okay, it's been a prick of a week. I've come home. It's cold. And she said, oh, no, that's great. She goes, I'll use a slow cooker a lot, yeah. and I might just do a big corned beef, and I'll throw a whole bunch of veggies in there. She said, so I'll slow cook it. Mm -hmm. So the sauce just thickens up with the vegetables. She said, you know, and she eats beans, and she goes, you can eat beans and quinoa and stuff. She said, just with the grains. She goes, I wouldn't eat, you know, Don't eat rice pot. and stuff. You can eat wild pot. rice because that's uh, grass. And she just said, I just use different things and not very much of it. But I reckon slow braise, like a whole slow cooked chook with veggies and stuff. I'd put sweet potatoes that all broke down and thickened up the sauce. Yeah. That'd be bloody delicious. So what... The other one that I would miss is butter. You can eat butter. You can eat butter. Yeah. Yeah, right. Animal fat. Yeah. That's the thing. It's about just not eating all the crappy oils that are out there and that have been... Super processed. Yeah. Mm. So butter, wagyu lard. When... when duck fat. <laughs> duck fat. Always a favourite. <laughs> that in the notes. Duck fat. It's like bacon. It's not, it's not a cheesy pod unless there's a... <laughs> duck fat. Unless there's a bacon in it. Um, when they, when 
the naturopath was talking to mum about going off bread and going mm-hmm. off off um off wheat. And mum's like, oh, you know, I like my bread. And he's like, oh, look, you can eat as much bread as you like. You can't eat highly processed bread. So if you want to buy the grains and mill them and bake your own bread, it's fine. It's not super processed. He said, it's the super processed stuff that does you yeah. damage. And the extension of that is, um, you know, processed food. So chicken tonight and oh, fast God. food. And I can't believe people. Do people eat that? Do yeah. we know anyone that eats that? No, I don't. Gosh. But, but, but they definitely do. Well, they must. It's still on the shelf. Well, you, you only I've have to. I've never seen anyone take it off the shelf, though. Oh, yeah. So you should shop at my Woolies. <laughs> Go to Ben Lee. Watching the watching the uh, watching them empty out their trolleys is a, is an exercise in interest. Like the one that blows my mind, and Vanessa likes frozen meals every now and again. But those lean cuisines, I think I would rather eat the box than oh, the, the actual. The box would be tastier, wouldn't it? I don't know. It just they are awful. It's just something in my head. I just look at it and go. Uh, no, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> no. Why wouldn't you cook that yourself? Time, I guess. Interest. Yeah, a lot of people have no interest. I forget that. That's what Vanessa says when, um, you know, people say, oh, you know, Vanessa's like, oh, I enjoy cooking. Mm. But John cooks six, you know, the six yeah. nights a week that he's home. He, and Vanessa's like, but John enjoys, like, cooking is... For me, it's a like it's actual. It's it's an enjoyable thing. Like it's a positive yeah. gain. Yeah. Whereas if Vanessa's taught, like Vanessa enjoys cooking, if everything's okay and you're chilled and you're relaxed and you want to do something enjoyable, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, maybe going out to a pub or something. Yeah. You know, that's what that's what cooking <laughs> is for Vanessa. But for me, it's like yoga or something that you do every day. That's mm. that's a, a nice thing to do. Like I really do enjoy it that yeah. much. To the point where Vanessa will go, oh, let's just get. Takeaway, and I'm like, well, I've got this and this and here. Oh, yeah. uh, I'll, yeah. just, I'll, just, I'll just whip something up, you know. <laughs> and I, I, definitely with the three kids, you get to the point where you go, yeah, let's just go. Where do you get takeaway out there? Oh, uh, there's actually a pretty good, um, there's a pretty good Thai place near our place. Oh. Yeah. At Windaroo. It's still like, it's a tiny round trip. Yeah. Oh. But it's the same here by the time you get a car park. And there's a really good um, at the one of the taverns. There's a really good wood fired pizza. They do wood fired pizzas. Oh, delicious! Mm, at Ormo. we went there. We went there to watch a rugby game, a semi final with a mate of mine who helped paint paint the house. We yeah. were like, "Oh, we'll take you out to dinner. We'll just go down here." We walked in and we're like, <laughs> Vanessa put Curtis on the floor, and the um. The bouncer came up and said, oh, I, don't, I don't think that's a good idea, right? And I was like, what do you mean? Uh, yeah, well, you know, a bit later on here, there's quite a few glasses that get broken on the floor and I don't know how well it gets them. I said, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that was pretty fun. But it was, it was like, you know the, where you go to one of those dodgy-looking barn-style pubs? Yeah. And you just go, man, this is going to, everything's just going to be yeah, pre-frozen <laughs> crap. And it was, it was a, I had a the mushroom and camembert pizza and it was really nice. Oh. Yeah, nice. There's a pizza fun. joint up there too, if you want pizza. The Vespa one at um, Marta's not too bad. 
Mm. What was that joint you were telling me about about your two mates? But they weren't your mates, but they became your mates. Uh, well, the boys were in hospital and you went yeah, over and... Padre, it's cool. Padre. Yeah, it's cool. That is some nice food there, too. Do mm. duck nachos. Oh, duck nachos. Yeah, they're really nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's only a little... I like it because the, the, the whole bar's, like, not much bigger than this kitchen. Yeah. And it's the same sort of place that I used to run when I ran the music venues, and it was the sort of place where... You know, people were walking in. They're like, hey, you know, they know everybody. It's that little cheers thing, yeah. <laughs> but but even you know, way way smaller. Yeah. And you know these little intimate venues and. Yeah, yeah. they're good, aren't they? Yeah. Love them. And they have some cool music there. It's the sort of place where I would drop far too much money if I lived in the inner city. Yeah, right. That's lucky. But um, yeah. That's lucky. Not that I'd be able to go there and have too many kids. <laughs> <laughs> But I'll be yeah. I'm getting my party on at the twins' birthday. We've got a we've got a getting your party on. Yeah, we've got a um <laughs> doing some one, mixing. One of the girls coming from daycare to to run activities for the children. Oh, that's a good idea. Yes. So they'll be they'll be doing a like garden bed and oh and all sorts of productive and, stuff. Getting yeah, them yeah, doing a bit yeah. of work rather yeah, than to weed these things and give these. No, I'm going to clear out a garden bed for. Oh, that's a good idea. Plant some veggies and maybe some flowers or what something. What do you want me to do? No, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> oh, just, just show up, so. I'll, I'll just surprise you. That'd be, that'd be sweet. Um, show up and have a few drinks. But you, you'll have to drive Pat home, though, won't you? Yeah, Pat. <laughs> yes. yes, that's not on the way to or from work, is it? No. Though, so if, if he picked up some of the if he picked up some of the things and I wrote a receipt for him... <laughs> Would that count? <laughs> Would you get away with that? <laughs> what is that? Sorry. So. Mm. What were we talking about? I don't know, but I <laughs> I do have one for you, which is a game my one of my good friends likes to play. Mm. And it's it's his choosing game. You know, you have to choose, have to make hard decisions and the one she, she she makes some crazy ones it gets quite crazy but the one she always thinks is like so out of your so exclude fish but out of beef chicken pork and lamb if you can only eat one meat for the rest of your life what are you gonna have pork mm. yeah that's what i reckon too many, too many byproducts. Yeah. Too many interesting things you can mm. do with it. Mm. I definitely miss lamb. I think I'd miss beef the least. Yeah, I miss beef the least, and probably lamb the next. I do like uh, pork and chicken. I mean, good chicken though. In saying that, the chicken's so bad. I mean, someone would supply me with beautiful <laughs> free range chicken. <laughs> yeah, you know that they've bought up themselves, and it tastes like chicken. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do like chicken. I think I would miss pork more. I probably eat too much chicken. Um, I do like lamb though. There's a couple of like, but there's, there's only a couple of things I, I really mm. like with lamb. Look, I love a lamb chop. Mm. One of my favourite things. And I love the bone out leg on the barbie. Yeah. Another one of my favourite things. But that's me. No lamb shanks. No lamb shanks too. 
Oh, okay. Lamb shank's pretty good. What about shoulder? Yeah, love a shoulder. <laughs> See, it's like when you start going like that down the line, it's like, well, but oh, I find it hard to give bacon up. But, you know, if you had pork, right, so you've got pork mince. Yeah, sausages. Sausages, belly, roast, cured meat. Yeah. Cured, All that stuff. Cured meats where, where pork really holds oh. its own. Beautiful bolognese. Bolognese with pork. Oh, yeah. Cured meat. Yeah, I made a bacon in bolognese. I don't think I've ever made it with pork mince, though. Oh. Yeah. yeah? Yeah, don't you always put some pork mince in your bolognese anyway? No. Bacon. Put a bit of speck in. See, I would always, if I was making bolognese, do half and half. All right. Beef, pork, cured meat of some description. Yeah. What did I... Oh, I made... That's what else I said. Cauliflower. Really digging cauliflower. Mm. The last sort of six months. And I made some cauliflower fritters with... So... I lightly steamed off the cauliflower, so mm. it was not soft but not hard, mm. and then just chopped it all up, a little bit of flour, egg, just just enough to bind it, uh, fresh cob of corn, and then I had some hot salami, just chopped it up yeah. fine. What else to put in it? Cane pepper, cumin, heaps of salt and pepper. Am I missing something? There's a little something else I put in there. And then, yeah, then just fry them off. Yeah. Add a little bit of sweet chilli sauce and yoghurt. Oh, man. They're, like, I like a corn meat, meat fritter, but they were just fantastic. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah you know that that when when your cauliflower hits oil, it gets that nuttiness? Oh, I love it. Mm. And mm. I was just like, man, I'll be missing out, I reckon on the cauliflower bandwagon <laughs> for too long. It's one of those vegetables I just, just never... Oh, I love cauliflower. Never really... Even cauliflower and bacon soup. Yeah, I made cauliflower potato and bacon soup the other day as well. Oh, yeah. So half of it went into that and then, oh, like, I bought a massive head. Yeah. you know, they sell them for X amount of heads. So you just go through, go through the supermarket and find the biggest, the one, biggest you one you can possibly find. So, yeah, half soup because... You know, I love my creamy soup. Mm. See, that's what I could break up too. You could actually puree cauliflower and thicken up the sauces with that. I made um the other night okamiyaki. So you know the Japanese pancake that no. usually has cabbage in it. No, you've talked you've talked about it before, and I've never had one. Oh, I've, ne- I've never seen them at a market or anything. Um, so, I, might, I might have, but I've never been game enough to eat to buy them or eat them. Oh, it's so good. They put mate, they put kupi on the top of it and the yeah. barbecue sauce, and then they either sprinkle it with bacon or bonito flakes. Or yeah, there'd be one at Eat Street, wouldn't there? Oh yeah, there'd be someone there doing it. Yeah. Sure. When, when we go to Eat Street, that might be mm. have, to, have to be the go. You can take me to all the different things that I've never yeah. tried that I should have. Got a food tour. Mm. <laughs> But I made it with, um, because usually it's made with flour, plain flour. Yeah. Because I wasn't using any flour. I made it with um, almond meal and coconut flour. Okay. And coconut milk. Coconut flour. Mm. Yeah, right. Weird, hey? Does that work? Yeah, it worked. Cooked it up a treat. 
So you've got no resort for pasta, though, do you? No. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry to, to bring things down, down a bit. <laughs> no. Can you yeah. make? Yeah, no. I'm, I'm going to work on it though. First, um, paleo pasta. You've got to be able to make flour. I mean, you can make flour out of anything. Yeah. Maybe it's I'll that make pasta. Pasta needs that gluten, though, doesn't it? Really. <laughs> it does. But I could make lasagna. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. um, paprodel. Paprodel. Yeah, the the, the mm. tube ones. No, the big fat ribbons. Oh yeah. Because it's only when it's thin that it's gonna break, break up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the thing I really want to get this year is. And I've seen them, but I'm still scanning around for the right one. Is like, so you make your pasta dough and you put it in the hopper, and then it squeezes it into spirals. Ah. I'd like to make fresh spirals and fresh, fresh penne. macaroni and penne. Ah. And, I reckon that'd be wicked. Mm. Fresh, fresh spiral pasta. How nice would that be? The real rich tomato and parmesan mm. sauce. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to make. I'm gonna have to make myself some zucchini pasta for dinner. <laughs> I'm going to make zucchini spaghetti for dinner. <laughs> Check Facebook, see what it looks yeah. like. <laughs> so are you just going to um, julienne some? No, I've got one of those things, <laughs> so that white thing there that you put the zucchini oh, and ribbons the, the that ribbons goes into long, long, go like spaghetti. How, how, I've always wondered how much waste do you get from them? Just the centre core, because it's like an apple core. Yeah, right. So the so centre, which is about anyway. that big, goes through, and you end up with a long piece of it. Usually, I just chop it up and throw it in and yeah, right. cook it anyway. And it does carrots well? Yeah. Because I reckon that would be good for kids, one of those oh, things. Ah, they'd love it. Because it is like you, spaghetti. Cause yeah, you and you can it. make up a big salad and stuff like that with mm. carrots and, and mm. yeah, mm. expensive. Where'd you get it? Just I can give the boys one for their birthday. Yeah. Here you go. Have a spiral. <laughs> no, I, I, like, Curtis, it's really interesting raising kids and I'm waiting for that bit to hit where... So we don't do forced eating. So, you know, like, you must finish your dinner before you leave the plate. Yeah. We he's, figure he's not going to starve. Yeah. So... We cook him dinner, and he gets what we eat. And if he doesn't like it, he has bed. Yeah. You know, he doesn't get a biscuit or an ice cream or anything like that. Mm. It's just like, oh, well, are you finished? Good. Clean your teeth, go to bed. But he just loves carrots, peaches, um, yeah, a whole heap of different stuff. But he'll ch- change. Like, one week he'll like apples, next week he won't. One week mm. he'll like peaches, next week he'll like mango. But he hasn't really gone off the fruit and veg. Yeah. Which I find really interesting. That's good. Yeah. It is at daycare, isn't it? Yeah. So what do they feed them at daycare? Uh, yeah, it's it's all pre-prepared food now. Yeah. So right. they've gone to providing meals. Um, and to be to be fair, at daycare he was more Vegemite sandwiches and mm. and cruskets and stuff because that's what all the other kids were having. Mm. But, yeah, he's not throwing tantrums and saying, yeah. you know, I want this. It's yeah. just I'll, I'm either going to eat it or I'm not. So couscous, loves couscous. Cool. Loves couscous more than mashed potato. Oh, what? 
he because he told he me he, he said last night. Did you pick night, up the wrong child? Yeah. <laughs> he said last night, mashed potato is your favourite, Daddy. Of course, of course, it's my favourite. I'm pretty sure you are my child. <laughs> but no. So, oh, wow. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know whether it's an age thing, whether he's going to hit five and go, you know. Well, probably once he starts mixing more with other kids and yeah stuff. Because I remember my mum used to pack me quite nice sandwiches in my lunch. When I say quite nice, I mean salami, tomato, yeah. cheese and so lettuce. Not just and peanut butter and Vegemite. Well, I wanted Vegemite sandwich because yeah. it went one. Yeah. Can I just have a Vegemite sandwich? Why didn't you like the lunch picture? No, I just want mm. Vegemite. Oh, okay. Yeah. But Burma tells the story about his kids getting to that peer pressure stage and wanting McDonald's, wanting McDonald's. He's like, no, 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 no. And so when he finally gave in, they were in Canberra. They'd had this massive day. They were already grumpy. Leave up McDonald's, all right? So he got cheeseburgers, no fries, no drinks. <laughs> and he, he got them from the drive-through and then drove for 20 minutes <laughs> so that they were dead cold. Is cheeseburgers, <laughs> and they're like, "This is disgusting. This tastes terrible." Never asked me. Like, that is so genius. because uh, it would like that. You know, that they do everything to it to make it taste appealing yeah, when it's hot. Yeah. Like there's the, the Facebook post going around with like the, the McDonald's fries and the 18, yes. 18 ingredients they've got in a fry. There's also another one going around at the moment and they're like, um, it's a hamburger and fries and they're like 15 years old. Oh, yeah. Have you seen yeah. that? And they just look the same. Well, one of the boys brought home, he brought home or appropriated some McDonald's burgers from, because um, he was working at McDonald's and he brought it oh. home because we were dirt poor and you yeah. eat whatever oh. and we cooked him in a fry pan and the fry pan is like just a cheap always fry pan and it almost filled to the brim with fat from four burgers no yes like they went over the burger and almost to the top of the pan they rendered that much fat out of them we were in and like they shriveled down because they're meant to be grilled and the fat drips through and grill quickly i guess yeah but i get most of that fat is staying in the burger we were just like, that is like, no, that's wrong. Like, I was already pretty much off Macca's by, you know, yeah, that, that stage, but that one really just oh, drove it home. Yuck. I can't <laughs> Bloody hell. Um, oh, well, all right, we should wrap it that's up. That's the week that was. What are you gonna, um, what are you gonna plug this week? Um. Actually, we should start plugging the um, Food Connect oh, yeah. 10th birthday. Which is um, what date? Which is on a Friday, soonish. <laughs> what did we say? The 14th, I think, didn't yeah. we? No, no, the 13th. It's not, it's not Valentine's Day. Must be the day before. But that'll be good because that's the Conscious Food Festival and they've got, um, you know, they've got... Costa coming. They've got Joel the. Uh... Oh, Joel Salatin. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he's coming. Can we get him on as well? Yeah. Well, why don't we? I don't know him, so I can't ring him. Yeah. But um. Food Connects tenth birthday. Oh look, hang on. What else have they got going on there? 
We might try and also get my um, mate from the youth food movement. She might like to jump on. On Friday the 27th of February. Friday the 27th. We will put that in the show notes. The awesome Joel Sullivan and Costa Giordabus. Don't know how you say that. Sorry, Costa. We'll be getting everyone fired up along with amazing food stalls by Slow Food Brisbane using Food Connect Farms produce. Apple bobbing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chefs. So we'll, I'll put that in the show notes. I'll put it in the show notes and this will go up in next week. Yeah. Or the week after. I can't remember. But um, I'll put it in the show notes from this week on. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start getting out there and plugging it. Well, let's get Joel as yeah. well. We'll get as many people. Well, I'm... Are we still on? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take <it later> then. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. And so where is that? Where are they having it at? They're having it in Commerce Street in Salisbury, out in the front of their... The... Um, Headquarters. Headquarters, they call it the homestead. Yeah. So they'll be out the front in the street. What time? Four o'clock? Four o'clock till nine o'clock. Sounds good. All right, Sal. Ciao. Have a See good See you one. next week. Bye. Cheese.